Hello and welcome back to Erotica the Podcast. I am Shay. I don't have Dakota with me today. I am branching off and trying to go back to roots here and figure things out. Um, I'm trying to see what direction I really want to take this podcast in. So at the moment, I'm just going to try going back to me reading the story and giving my review at the end. I'm also trying to find more, or rather less, kind of meme-like stories where it's just like it was clearly written for the reaction. So um, I've, I've got a few lined up that I think are a little bit more, I don't want to say adult because I mean by nature smut stories and erotica as itself is adult, um, but they're just more growing up, I guess. It's it's written clearly for a different audience. Um, and I say that with the future in mind, because the story that I have for us to read today is called You Get a Job at Femboy Hooters. So, and, and I mean, the username here is Meme Dealer 5 So, uh, again, um, reading the story, giving the review, and seeing what happens. And just like every single one of my podcasts, uh, the content that you're about to hear is for 18 plus adults only. Uh, don't come at me if I read something that you don't like. That's not my problem. <laughs> That's If you don't like it, turn it off, spin around, close the podcast, won't hurt my feelings. We're all good. I didn't write this stuff. That's It's Meme Dealer 5. <laughs> uh, you can find these stories in the descriptions of the episode. I tag them in there, so you can always go back and act if you want to read it yourself, or maybe you just really like my soothing voice. I don't know. So this is written in four p- parts. You've got your prologue um, all the way chapter one, two, three, and four, and we're going to get through all of those today. I don't like having, like, podcast part two. I say that, but then I also know that I'm going to have podcast part two, three, etc. for future podcasts, but that's my rambling. Rambling? (laughs) Anywho. Uh, So you get a job at Femboy Hooters. Prologue. You wake up in bed after a morning of sleeping in. It's Sunday, and you don't particularly have any plans for the rest of the day. Yesterday, you had a job interview at the local Femboy Hooters. You don't know if you got the job yet, but there will be no hope in escaping your financial crisis if you don't get it. You get out of bed and put on some clothes. The stuff you wear is mostly for girls, but you don't like wearing generic men's clothing. After eating a large breakfast, which was more of a lunch because you slept so late, your phone starts ringing. It's from the Femboy Hooters you had your interview at. Here's the moment of truth. You answer the phone, and in your high-pitched, girly voice, you nervously ask, Hello? Hey, says the girl on the other end. Well, it must be a boy, since everyone that works there is a femboy. He simply sounds like a girl. You got the job. Your first shift is tomorrow. Be there at nine. Holy shit, you actually got the job. You almost jump up and down and do a little dance around the room, but you remember you're still on the phone. Okay, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there. You hang up feeling very excited. You can actually start making money now. You spend the rest of the day playing video games. You're addicted to the new first-person shooter that recently came out. That night, you go to sleep wondering how your first day at Femboy Hooters will unfold. Chapter 1 You are so excited that you barely slept a wink. It's light outside now, and you're still lying in bed. What time do you have to be at Femboy Hooters again? Nine? 
You check your phone to see what time it is. Oh shit, it's 8.40. Get your femboy ass out of bed. You're gonna be late. You get ready as fast as you can. You really don't want to be late for work on your first day. It takes about 15 minutes to drive from your apartment to Femboy Hooters, so you have to shower, brush your teeth, and get dressed as fast as possible. There's no time for breakfast. You rush out of the door and get in your car. Not only do you look and sound like a girl, but you also drive like one. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. After the long but also short drive, you rush into Femboy Hooters, arriving right on time. You're greeted by one of the Femboys working there. Sorry, sir, but we're not open yet. Come back later. Oh, wait a sec. You're the new guy, aren't you? You nod, and he grabs your hand and leads you to the back of the restaurant. Come on. You should go talk to the manager. She'll give you your uniform and tell you what to do. She? Does that mean your boss is a girl? The femboy pushes you inside the manager's office, then closes the door behind you, leaving you alone with your new boss. Welcome to Femboy Hooters, she says. Shit, this place is actually being run by a girl. She looks strong and tall, and you wouldn't dare to do anything to upset her. You look like you'll make an excellent addition to this restaurant. She hands you a bag of clothes. This is your uniform. Go change in the restroom, and you can put your other clothes in the bag when you're finished. After that, come back here, and I'll tell you what to do. Uh, okay, you say. You go into the restroom and take off all your clothes except your panties. The uniform was a pair of orange short shorts and a tank top with the Femboy Hooters logo. Logo? <laughs> logo, my bad. You look at yourself in the mirror above one of the sinks. Are you cute enough for this job? Will the customers like you? You always get anxious when doing new things like this. Your bulge is noticeable through your panties and will probably still be noticeable when you put on these short shorts. You grew up as that one girly boy. You never developed a deep voice, and your hips widened during puberty. Everything about you made you a girl, except for the fact that you were a boy. You're hoping that you can fit in at this restaurant. You can do this, you say to yourself, taking a deep breath. You put on the uniform, which is a bit tight. The tank top barely even goes down to your chest. You are now officially a Hooters femboy. You start heading down to your boss's office, but one of the femboys in the kitchen stops you. Wow, you look so cute in that outfit, new guy. Hey, what's your name? I'm... It says your name, so we're just going to say, I'm your name. You say nervously. This boy seems like he's been working here for a while. Cool name. I'm Asher. I think working with you will be a lot of fun. He gives you a big hug and you can barely breathe. He has a long red ponytail and he's quite muscular for a femboy. He's a bit taller than you as well. You look down and see his bulge through his shorts. At least you're not the only one whose rod is visible. You excuse yourself and continue heading to the manager's office. I'm back, you say, as you enter the room. Good. The restaurant will open soon and you'll be working as a waiter from now on. Could you go wipe down all the tables before we open? You nod and do exactly as she said. When you finish up, you're left with ten minutes before the restaurant opens. You decide to just wait it out, but all the femboys working in the restaurant gather near you. It turns out they all have huge bulges, putting you a bit at ease, but you are still slightly embarrassed. I suppose we haven't introduced ourselves yet, one of them said. That was the boy that greeted you when you first arrived here. He's about your height, and 
his blonde hair is short in a more masculine way, but he still maintains that feminine vibe. I'll go fa- <laughs> I'll go first. My name's Blake. I work here as a waiter, just like you. Asher introduced himself next. I'm Asher, but you already knew that. I'm the chef, and I will destroy all of you in a cooking competition. The next was a boy with cute cat ears and a cat tail. He had long hair, and it was black like his ears and tail. Hi, I'm Luca. I clean the dishes and stuff. He seems even shyer than you, but you don't care because he's so damn cute with those cat ears. And last but not least was a boy with long brown hair that was curly. He had very tan skin and he was super cute, just like the rest of the femboys. Hey, I'm Sean. I'm the bartender. If you ever want to sit down for a drink, just let me know and they'll be all on me. What about you? What's your name? I'm... Your name? I'm going to be a waiter here. We can't wait to work with you, said Blake, giving you a warm smile. Th- thanks, you say, smiling back. The restaurant is about to open. From now on, you will be a Femboy Hooters employee. End of chapter one, the start of chapter two. The first customers didn't show up for a while. When they arrive, it's a party of two. There's a little girl who's very small and looks as if she's only seven. And there's an older woman with her. Evidently, she's the little girl's mother. When the little girl walks in, she immediately lets go of her mom's hand, charges you, and clings to your left leg. Look, mommy, it's a femboy, she yells. You decide to let her stay attached to your leg because you don't want to disappoint her. She looks up at your face. I love femboys, mister. They're so cute and sweet. I know how much you love femboys, Charlotte, says the girl's mom, smiling. She walks over to you and pulls the girl off you. Sorry about that, sir. Can we have a booth? The girl seemed like she had just had a lot of energy. She reminded you of yourself when you were a kid. Um, of, of course, you say. Right this way. You lead them to a booth next to one of the windows. Can I get you two started out with any drinks? You ask as they sit down, handing them menus. I want a Coke, Charlotte quickly says. You write down Coke on the sheet notepad, notebook paper. On a sheet of notebook paper? And then you look at her mom. I'd like some Budweiser, she says. You write that down also when you go to the kitchen to get their drinks. You hear someone else enter the restaurant, but you don't have to worry because Blake is already taking care of them. You return to the booth with their drinks, and you set them down on the table. Are you two ready to order, you ask? I want the grilled cheese, says Charlotte. You write that down. Buffalo wings. Buffalo wings? Jeez. Please, says the woman, and can I have extra ranch with them? You write that down also. Coming right up, you say, trying to sound enthusiastic. You go into the kitchen and hand the piece of paper to Asher. He tosses the wings into the deep fryer and starts working on the grilled cheese. While you wait for the food, someone else walks into the restaurant, so you lead them to a table. This time it's a young woman who looked like someone straight out of Tomboy Outback. You ask if she wants something to drink. She asks for lemonade, and you go to the kitchen and come back with what she asked for. You ask her what she wants to eat as you hand her the beverage. She asks for a burger, and you go to the kitchen to tell Asher what to make. The wings and the grilled cheese are ready by then, so you bring them to the booth where the girl and the woman are sitting. Charlotte quickly takes a bite of her sandwich. Mm, it's really yummy, she says with her mouth full. Thanks, Mr. Femboy. 
You're welcome, you reply. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You don't know why, but that girl is actually quite charming. You go back into the kitchen for the tomboy's burger, and then you go to her table. When you give her the burger, she asks, Hey, do you mind if I break every bone in your body? Her lips curl into a malicious smile, startling you. You retreat into the kitchen as fast as you can. Holy shit, that girl is more of a tomboy than you thought. When Charlotte and her mom finish eating, her mom pays for the food and they both stand up to leave. Bye-bye, Mr. Femboy, says Charlotte. Thanks for coming to Femboy Hooters, you reply as they walk out the door. And please come again. Jeez, you really are a natural at this, aren't you? Blake comes up behind you and says, Keep up the good work. He returns to work after that. Suddenly, a young man walks into the restaurant. He has a masculine appearance. He smiles at you when he sees you. Can we get a table for one, please? Why do I say we? He says, I. Can I get a table for one, please? He asks. Yes, just follow me, sir. You feel nervous around him. He's attractive and he seems nice. You hand him a menu and ask what he wants to drink, like you usually do. I'll just have some water, he says. You start walking back to the kitchen, but you glance back at him as you walk. That guy is hot, like, really hot. You think you might be in love with him. Hopefully your bulge doesn't get too big. You fill a glass with water in the kitchen, and then you double back to the guy's table. You set the glass on the table. Can I take your order? You ask. Crap, you're so nervous around him. He asks for wings, and you write it down on your sheet of paper. After hurrying to the kitchen to tell Asher to make wings, you go to the tomboy's table to collect her payment. For the love of God, please don't ask any more weird questions. Thankfully, she doesn't, and she leaves without causing any trouble. Now you just have to focus on that guy you've already developed a crush on. You gather up all the courage in your body, and you decide to go talk to him. When you get to his table, you ask, Excuse me, sir, what's, what's your name? I'm Mark. What's yours? He seems interested in talking with you. That's a good sign. It's your name. I hope you're enjoying eating at Femboy Hooters. Well, I bet I will. He smiles at you. You feel incredibly awkward and you're blushing like crazy. You hope he doesn't notice how red your face is. Suddenly, you hear Asher yell at you from the kitchen that the wings are ready. Oh, um, it looks like your food is ready. Let me go get it for you. You rush back into the kitchen and grab the plate of wings. You really should try to be more confident around him. When you get back to his table, you set the plate down. Here you go, you say. Thanks, he says. While he eats, you take some orders from the group of high schoolers that just walked in. It's Monday, so does that mean they're skipping school? It took quite a while for them to order. You go back to the kitchen to tell Asher what they ordered, and Marcus finished eating by then. You take his payment, and then you grab his dirty plate and bring it to the kitchen for Luca to clean. And just like that, Mark left before you had another chance to speak to him. You let the boy of your dreams slip away. However, there was no time to feel sad about it, even though you did feel intense pain in your heart. The rest of the day isn't very eventful. You spend most of it serving mugs of beer and whatnot to customers. At one point, an overweight, middle-aged man gropes your cute ass, but you roundhouse kick him in the face, sending him to the hospital. When the restaurant finally closes for the day, you feel exhausted. You can't wait to get home and go to sleep. 
Hey, your name, says Sean, who's sitting at the bar. Want to have a drink with me? Sorry, but I'm feeling pretty tired after my first day, you reply. Maybe another time? I understand. Have a good night. See you tomorrow. If Mark were the one who asked, you would have instantly said yes, regardless of how tired you were. You leave the restaurant and get in your car alone. You drive all the way home. Alone. You open the door to your dark apartment. Alone. You take a shower alone, and you go to bed alone. As you fall asleep, all you can think about is about Mark and how much you wish to see him again. Chapter 3. I'm invested. I'm very invested already. You wake up earlier than yesterday, so you're not in a total rush. There's time for you to eat breakfast, so you can actually work on a full stomach this time. When you arrive at Femboy Hooters, it's 8.45. The only other person here is Luca, who was busy sweeping the floor until you showed up. He gives you a warm smile as you walk in. Good morning, your name, he says. Did you sleep well? You're about to answer him, but your boss suddenly walks in. She storms past both of you, and it seems like something's troubling her. Hey, boss, is something wrong, you ask? She stops walking toward her office and turns. Oh, I have a lot of meetings today, so don't bother me, okay? She immediately starts walking towards her office again. You're still wondering why she was in such a hurry. You decide to help Luca with cleaning before the restaurant opens, and the rest of the fanboys join you when they show up. The rest of the day is similar to yesterday, but there aren't any hot guys you fall in love with this time. When the restaurant closes that night, you feel just as tired as you did yesterday. Sean asks you if you have to, want to have a drink with him, and although you're exhausted, you accept. You sit down at the bar. Luca is also sitting there, and Sean gives you a mug full of beer. You take a sip of your beer. It's strong for some reason. Do either of you boys have a boyfriend or girlfriend? Sean asks out of the blue. Luca's cattail droops. The answer is no for you, and it seems like Luca's answer is no as well. Do you? He asks Sean. Sean looks down, sadness all over his face. My girlfriend dumped me today. That's why I asked. You were wondering why Sean seemed a bit down today. His eyes start welling up with tears. I don't even know where I went wrong. She just randomly got mad and said she didn't want to see me anymore. You put your arm around him, trying to make him feel better. It'll be alright, you say. There are plenty of chicks out there. I bet the next girl will be even better than the last one. You don't have much experience with girls or boys, but you can still comfort Sean. He continues to cry on your shoulder. You know, I asked a boy out last week and he got super mad because he's straight, says Luca. I think we're all feeling frustrated. Sean starts to control his tears. And after a silent moment, he sits up. Thanks, guys. It's probably not fair for me to act like this around you. He finishes the rest of his beer and gets up from the bar, bleh, bar stool he's sitting on. I think I'm going to head out for now. See you tomorrow, guys. He leaves his empty mug in the kitchen's cleaning area and exits the restaurant. I think I'm going to go also, you say. See ya. You didn't finish your beer because you know your limit. You get into the car and drive to your apartment. When you get to the apartment, you search your bag for your keys. While you scramble through your, through your bag, you notice someone walk up to the door next to yours. You're in shock when you realize who it is. You're, you're, you can barely speak. The man standing next to you, it's Mark. He opens the door next to your apartment. Shit, since when was he your next door neighbor? 
He looks at you and you start blushing. Hey, aren't you the guy that served me yesterday? He asks. Holy shit, he actually remembers you? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know you lived here. You're more nervous than ever. What if he thinks you followed him here? What if he thinks you're weird? Yeah, I just moved in a few days ago. I've been trying to get settled in, but it's kind of hard since I don't really know anyone in this city. Oh, I see. Hey, do you want to come inside for a drink or something, he asks. I have some beers in the fridge. You're taken aback by his request, and after you calm down for a few seconds, you say yes. Several boxes of stuff were still sitting around his apartment, but it seems like an overall comfortable place. You sit down on his couch with a can of beer, and he sits next to you. You probably shouldn't be drinking any more beer tonight, but you'll do anything to spend time with Mark. I don't think I ever told you that the wings you served me yesterday were amazing. The ranch was also great. Strange, but great. It seems he doesn't know about the secret ingredient in the ranch. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks, I got a job at a nearby office building, so I thought I would try out some of the area's restaurants during my lunch breaks. You both finish your beers and throw away the empty cans. You wish this night would never end. It's now or never. You have to make a move. You sit back down on the couch after throwing away your beer. When Mark sits down, you bring your face close to his. Your name? What are you? You close your eyes and you kiss him on the lips. You're not sure how long the kiss lasted, but it felt too short. You kiss him again. Your name, he says. Mark, I'm I'm in love with you. I want to be with you. You have no idea how he's going to respond. He gets up from the couch. Come with me, he says. He leads you into his bedroom and places you on the bed. And now, finally, chapter four. Bruh. <laughs> Is this really happening? You've been a virgin your whole life, and you're not sure if you're ready for this. You lay on your back in the middle of the bed. Mark kisses you, and it lasts a full minute. The bulge in your short shorts is now bigger than ever, and you can even see Mark's bulge through his pants. The two of you are furiously making out on the bed. Mark helps you take off your tank top, revealing your femboy chest. He licks your left nipple and plays with your right one using his fingers, causing you to shiver. Even though you're a boy, they're so sensitive. While Mark makes out with your chest, you take off his shirt. His body is perfect. His pecs are superior to anyone you've ever seen, and he has abs of steel. He's the only man that can satisfy you. He aggressively starts sucking your nipple. You let out soft moans like a girl. It feels so good, and this is only foreplay. He pulls down your short shorts, leaving you nothing but your panties. Your bulge is about to rip through your underwear. This is really turning you on. Mark keeps sucking your nipple. You want to see more of his bulge, so you pull his pants down. Holy shit. How do those boxer briefs contain that massive dong? You haven't even seen his thing yet, and you can already tell it's enormous. Here, let me make you feel good, you say. Mark sits on the side of the bed, and you get on your knees on the floor. You pull down his underwear, and his eight-inch dick flops onto your face. You think you might get addicted to his thing. You start licking the tip, and he starts breathing somewhat heavily. He seems to be enjoying this as much as you are. While you run your tongue all around his dick, you remove the restraints from your bottom half. Now you're both completely naked. You aren't touching it, but your penis stays rock hard. 
You put your lips around his cock and you move back and forth. He really likes being jerked off by your mouth. He starts moaning. While you suck, you use your free hand to finger your anus. You might as well make yourself feel good while you go to town on him. Mark looks like he's getting close. He grabs your head and shoves his entire thing down your throat. You can barely breathe with your throat being blocked by his dick, but you're still enjoying this. Ah, I'm coming, says Mark, releasing all of his seed into your mouth. You try to swallow as much as you can, but he comes so much that he has to pull out and release the rest of it on your face. Crap, I made a mess all over you. I'm so sorry. But you weren't upset with him. Rather, you're glad that you were able to make him feel so good. You lay on your back on the bed and lift your legs, spreading your ass cheeks. Can you keep going, you ask him? Instead of replying, he grabs your femboy ass and inserts his dick right into you. You moan so loudly that the neighbors might hear you, but you don't care. Mark's cock feels amazing inside of your asshole. He starts moving his hips and you feel like you could burst any minute. You can't stop moaning as he pounds your tight boy pussy. He's hitting all the right spots, and you're having trouble thinking straight. Mark, I love you, you say, your voice shaking with all the pleasure. He strokes your four-and-a-half-inch dick with his right hand. I love you, too. You're so amazing, he says. You want to be with him forever. You've found your man. You can feel him getting close, and you're getting close as well. He starts moving super fast. You think your ass is going to break if this keeps up. I'm going to come soon, he says. Me too. Let's come together. He holds your right hand with his left, and he continues stroking you with his right hand. Marry me, he yells. I want you to be mine. Yes, I'll be your bride. Make me yours. Your legs lock around his waist, and you both come in unison. He fills your ass entirely, and your cum gets all over your chest. You both feel amazing. Wait, why did he ask you to marry him? And why did you say yes? Crap. There's no way he actually meant it. All these thoughts fill your mind. You start crying. What's wrong? Asks Mark. He seems generally, genuinely concerned. You shouldn't say... You shouldn't say stuff like that. Talking about marriage is way too heavy for sex. Hey, I meant what I said. I really want you to be my bride. Yeah, well, you're not allowed to take back what you said. You give him a warm smile, your eyes still full of tears. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Of course I won't take it back. A man never goes back on it, what he says. Good, then take responsibility. I'll be your spouse. That day, you both sleep in the same bed. That night, sorry. You're both so happy to be with the man of your dreams. This is what true love is. Even though your ass is half full of cum, you get the best night of sleep you've had in a long time. It's around lunchtime now. You're busy running around femboy hooters, serving beer and wings to customer. You're expecting an ordinary day at the restaurant, but Mark suddenly walks in. He looks happy to see you. Hi, darling, you say. How is your morning at work? Can I get you a table? Before he can answer, you grab his hand and drag him over to a restaurant's best booth, which was meant for six people. Instead of handing him a menu, you ask, you want the wings, don't you? Yeah, he said, and like I said before, the wings here are the best wings ever. Coming right up, darling, you say. You go back into the kitchen and tell Asher what to make. Hey, Asher, do you mind if I make the ranch this time? He smiles and says, go right ahead. And that was one of the best meals Mark has ever had. 
that's the end. Um, I have thoughts. Um, there's a lot of like unnecessary information there, like building. I understand it's not like an erotic. This is like that last chapter is the only like sexy, smutty stuff. Um, also, I I've never ever met someone that gets married or engaged after a day. Um, and I don't quite know the involvement of, uh, Charlotte. Why is a seven-year-old in, uh, Hooters? But also, the ranchers just come wild. Anyways, uh, I'd give this a solid 8 out of 10. It's written really well. It gets pretty steamy. Yeah, there's a little bit of a necessary build-up, but, like, it makes the story good. Anyways, that's all for me this week. Check back next week for the next story. I'm really bad with sign-offs. Anyways, have a good rest of your week. Bye.